0: microphones and headphones provided by cad audio cad audio expression through innovation produced
1: with podcasting gear from tascam including the tascam mini studio trust your audio to tascam
2: sound thinking Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the
1: above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair...
2: Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> a <big> plan. <laughs>
1: it's real, mighty Marvel geeks. That's what we call ourselves. It's sort of like a team. A team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos.
0: We're we're a time bomb.
2: Well then, son, you've got
1: a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan,
2: and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did not. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, they can do exactly what we need. Shoot up. I'm bringing the party to you.
1: Have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready.
2: And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike, the Intrepid Trio. How are you guys doing? Uh, good. How are you doing? Well, uh, considering we were just ranting about college football <laughs> before a show. I I know my problem is going to be UCF, LSU Fiesta Bowl. I follow both teams, so go sports. (laughs) Realistically, what would I like to see just to help UCF's cause? I would love to see them beat LSU. But everyone back home (laughs) where I lived in Louisiana are going to shoot me right now for saying that.
1: Well, basically, anybody other than what's in Central Florida.
2: Yeah, wants LSU to win. It's just going to come down to who's going to beat the streak. Cause we're at well, There you go. We're at twenty twenty four 24 games. Five, I think. 24, 25. I it was 25. Games? 25, yeah, because they did make up a game last year. So um, I guess a uh, big thing we could talk about is yep. if I could find my. <laughs> right. Here are Banjos. Uh-huh. Means we're paddle at,
1: faster. I hear banjo music.
2: Means <laughs> we're close to a trailer park. Oh, trailers! There we go. <laughs> you hear banjos at you didn't
1: realize park- the stretch you were making our listeners
0: try to to follow.
2: Yeah, most people when you think about trailer parks, especially in the south. There's banjos playing.
0: Yeah, that's the reason why I, I didn't, like, I, I drove really fast. <laughs> You'd be surprised how fast a 79 Chevette can go. Seriously.
2: So, uh, the Captain Marvel trailer dropped earlier this week. And
1: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting kind of excited for this.
2: Yeah. I am digging the fact it's not an origin story. Mm-hmm. Well, it but, is
1: but it isn't.
2: But we're getting the origins in flat. We're getting bits and pieces of the origin in flashbacks.
1: You're finding out moment. Carol's
2: origin as she's finding out Carol's origin. And I'm mm-hmm. okay and I'm okay with this concept. It's cool. Yeah. It, it's not like, oh, we're reliving Spider-Man's origin yet again. He went on a school of science, uh, field trip, got bit by a radioactive spider, and then all of a sudden, hot flashes, night sweats, next day, doesn't need glasses, can walk on walls, and...
1: Well, see, here's the thing. We d- we definitely didn't need another origin story for Spider-Man. No. Because no we have seen it right. time and time again. We have not
2: <laughs> seen Captain Marvel's. Right. No. But the way this is being played out is brilliant, though. Mm-hmm. We're seeing, okay, here's the story. Oh, this seems to be something I kind of recognize. Why? Boom. Flashback. Here's that piece of the puzzle. I mean, Iron Man, that or not Iron Man. Well, that that one was kind of almost needed because it helped fill the the creation of the MCU. Right. Yeah.
1: Um
2: Captain America what was actually not bad because it does set up why is he someone from World War II all of a sudden in the future. It helps establish that aspect. But that really even though it was an origin story, that's also like first mission story as well. True. So this is how he becomes the hero. Not how did he become Captain America? Hows he become the hero? And the legend, um, we, we go over to the DC side of things. Do we need another Batman origin? No. Do we really need another Superman origin? No. So, okay, this is awesome the way it is. Uh, the trailer is out. Um, this is pretty much feels like here's where we're gonna kick off, um, Phase Four. Um, now it, it's. I, I don't know where else you go uh you know some of the breakdown of the trailer um like here's th- here's some things you might have missed or not realized the scrolls are shapeshifters uh, and that helps explain the old lady punching which to see that now play out more in this trailer makes even more sense, and it's great. Loved that scene. It's like all of a sudden that old lady went Yoda. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then I, h- I love the whole thing the uh, Cree, a race of noble, noble heroes. And she was like, which we heroes. know better, <laughs> warrior heroes. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, then yeah, we this, this is full on Kool Aid, yeah. Carol. Then, then I'm we, gonna start calling her that, Kool Aid Carol. Then then we have uh, <laughs> the Kree Starforce, which this is so great. None of them are A-list villains, um, but it's just so cool. What's going on? I don't know. It's still possible that Minerva was involved in the experiments on Carol, uh, but you know we we see uh, Korath the Pursuer um, at last. Bron, Bronchar, Minerva. And of course, uh, at some point too, we see Ronan, the accuser. Right. Uh, then we see Jude law's character who at the moment still hasn't been named. Uh, and like I said, Karath, why does he look familiar? Well, we see him in guardians of the galaxy. um, now, and again with the origin story, it's it comes bits and pieces, which is great. And you know, then there, there's that one section we see she has blue blood like a Cree. Um, now the comics have been rewritten to to explain the origin to reveal she was born a hybrid between human and Cree, and that her powers were activated when she was eradic um, eradicated with Cree energy, um, rather than the origin that it was in an explosion. Right. Um, Well, the movie's kind of taking a similar approach. Uh, Then we see the Cree homeworld of Hala, which oh my god, this thing looks kind of cool. I I, I'm digging how most of the like the Gamekeepers' planet is very um, mechanical looking. Hala is almost the same way, yeah, as compared to what we know here on Earth. Um, Then then there's like some sort of Cree memory chamber that we see. that is like the supreme intelligence. Right. And then here comes the next question. Is Annette Benning Captain Marvel? I'd be okay with the gender bend here. Uh, right. I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, I just, I don't.
1: Well, a lot of people are thinking... Give me it, a good reason why it should be, and I'm willing to listen.
2: Because Jude Law is not, because they're suspecting he's playing the Cree villain, Yan rogue hmm. um, I, I don't know. I, I would have no problem with it. Right. So... Uh we got the explosion in more detail. Uh of course the whole why hasn't she aged? Well, of course, you know, Bennings Annette Bennings character notes you could live longer, stronger, superior because of the mm-hmm. the transplant. Um Carol Danvers in uh Starforce mode looks cool. Seeing the sc- scroll uh experiment was interesting, her dreams. Of course, we see her as the pilot and then Photon joining her next to her. And then we got the car chase, which was interesting. Uh, the subway fight that goes underground. And then the shield base that has the uh, oh, the stealth bomber in the foreground. Nah. Just goes to prove shield techn- was always ahead of the curve when it came to technology.
0: I thought that was like an early Quinjet.
2: No, the very beginning, when they look out into the hangar, you have a you have a B2 oh, bomber yeah. okay. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Carol does remember how to fly a Quinjet, and I really thought that Quinjet was cool. I almost like it better than, yes. than what we got now. Um, well, I agree. And, of course, Talos ex- reveal- teases a big Captain Marvel reveal. Um, and then the helmet. Oh, that was so cool. The retractable helmet. The
1: helmet. And then yes. just the way
2: her, you know, we see her with the mohawk, and all of a sudden her hair just flops. Like Yeah, this is killer. Uh,
1: and it reminds me so much of Star Lord's
2: helmet. Yeah, uh, Carol Danvers learns about her hidden past. I want that shield hat. Yes. Uh, then we find out how she how she crashed the dog tags. Um, then Captain Marvel's fall to Earth. Uh, her fighting the Kree Talos in scroll form which the makeup looks amazing. Uh, Ronan, Tylos leads shield agents against fury and Captain Marvel. Uh, And then finally, uh, she won't fight the Kree war because she says she's going to end it. Uh, That's right. Uh, More, more more Carol flashbacks show new memories. Uh, Captain Marvel in binary form was pretty cool. A great looking effect. Uh, And then goose the Flurkin. Did we catch, now, as we know, Carol Danvers, her cat's named Chewy in the comics. That right. has been renamed in the movie to Goose. Yeah. Can, can either one of you two mavericks tell me why?
1: Well, she's a fighter uh, pilot. She, she buzzes the tower.
2: Quite possibly. <laughs> but, yes, it is a Top Gun reference. And then seeing Captain Marvel in space, that that yeah. was kind of cool.
1: Captain Marvel in space is kind. Of, it it's kind of like Iron Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it just it just had that had that Iron Man flying around, blasting the crap out of everything.
2: Yeah, yep. Right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the trailer or to the movie. Actually, it's going. So um, we got bigger news: Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, I think Kylan, you've got that story for us.
0: I do. Uh, so. Uh, we, so we're expected to get a trailer. Um, well, by the time you hear this, uh, we, a trailer was, ex- was to believed to have dropped. Is that still the case? Do
2: we know it's going to drop well, on the weekend we, of, uh, the 8th? We, we know at time of recording, we're recording on Thursday, the 6th. Mm-hmm. Avengers 4 trailer was supposed to have dropped, right? Obviously with the passing of, President George H. W. Bush. That kind Mm -hmm. of put everything on hold. So supposedly, Avengers trailer is dropping the day before this airs on Sorcerer Radio, or the Friday before this drops as a podcast. And supposedly, Saturday, Spider-Man: Far From Home is supposed to drop the trailer. Okay, so that's where we're at at the moment.
0: All right, so when I see it, yeah, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm like,
0: okay, I, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm patiently waiting ish uh, but yes yeah, so so Spider-Man Far From Home uh is of course a sequel to Homecoming uh now the interesting thing is that this movie takes place according to what uh this is from an article uh from Screen Rant okay uh according this is a from an article from screenrant.com so uh the movie takes place immediately after uh, Avengers four, like minutes after, um, and this movie will kick off the next phase of the MCU. Uh, and so now, this also so people are curious about, you know what does that mean? You know what what uh, what does this movie look like? So, you know, we will be fingers crossed by the time you hear this, you will have seen this trailer. Uh, now, now according to uh, a re- uh, an announcement that was made at the Sony panel at Comic-Con Experience in Sao Paulo, Brazil, that was the announcement that this was going to hit on Saturday, December 8th, with the uh, trailer being released online shortly after, which usually means almost immediately or minutes after. So, so yeah. So now that being said, uh, we can also kind of look at uh, that. They make that they're going to probably follow the same marketing playbook that they used for uh, homecoming Uh, because the first trailer for homecoming hit December, 2016, uh, and then and then you know there was a steady build up up to was that a uh, civil war right. so so here we did so here we have uh here we are December 2018 um and we also have Spider-Man figur figuring, figuring pr- probably prominently to a certain degree in Avengers 4 So I think it's pretty safe to assume that they're going to probably use the same formula that they used, uh, using, you know, between now, which I'm thinking, uh, you know, this and all the hype that you're going to get from Into the Spider-Verse all the way through Captain Marvel and Avengers Four and then wrap everything up with uh Far From Home. So I that's what I'm that's that's what my thinking is, cause you know, if it broke, don't try to fix it. Um so I would like to see is and uh, this is something else that's in the article too. It's gonna be interesting to see how Sony handles the Far From Home promotion, considering uh that there are that Peter was one of the heroes that was killed. In Infinity War, right? All right, so it's going to be interesting how this is going to shake out, um, and also, uh, I guess to a certain degree, it will um, have to adhere to whatever standards that they're use that they're going to have in place for uh, for the marketing for Avengers Four. So I think once we, I think we'll have a better understanding of that after we get the trailer for uh, Avengers 4 and see what we get as far as a glimpse of Far From Home. Uh, So, yeah, that's... uh, So, as far as, you know, uh, the large and small of it is, I'm just... I'm super jazzed. I loved Homecoming. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Far From Home. But also, you know, one of the things that we love about Spider-Man is... Well, are the costumes.
2: Uh, Am I right? I thought it was he could do anything a spider can.
0: Well, he can. As well. Now, Once upon a time, that's what we liked about
2: him. Oh, okay.
0: Like, say, in the 60s. And and he he spins a web any size and catches thieves just like flies. Look out. Here Here comes comes Spider-Man. So, yeah, so, um, and... and, of course, so the, the article that I need to pull up doesn't want to uh, cooperate with me right now. Um, well, while you're trying to pull that up, I'm going to sidetrack
1: you for just a 2nd going to ask you. It's a Spider-Man-related question. Yes. Have you gotten to Turf War yet?
0: I have not. I, okay. I want to. It's just that my uh, – lately, uh, the last several weeks, um, although I did manage to get all the content, but – The last several weeks have been, like, insanely busy. I have not even touched the game since, honestly, Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we are
1: referring the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game. With the DLC, The City That Never Sleeps, three-pack of DLC content, yes. uh, we had uh, The Heist, which was the first one to come out, and now the the most recent one is, uh, is Turf War, and then it's going to be The Silver Lining coming out uh, – well, I can't remember if it comes out this month or next month. But each each DLC has new challenges, uh, new storylines, and new outfits as well.
0: Yeah, I, I get the feeling that uh, Silver Lining is going to probably have something to do with so, Silver Sable. I could be wrong, but, you know. I'm hoping so. That would be great to see them fighting alongside each other. Well, yeah, ba- based... Go ahead. No, I was just saying, based on how how she, she parted in... Um, the Main storyline, it, it looks like it looks likely. I yeah, want to it's say it's very that possible, anyway.
2: yeah. Well, I was also going to say, too, uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse has been rated the best animated film of the year so far
1: by the New York Circle of um film
2: critics, I think. Yes, yeah. Are you still having problems oh, with the story?
0: No, I I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so so now. Uh, so the so the new suits from Far From Home were are on display at the Brazil Comic Con. So, I which I mean, how the heck did they get all the cool stuff? Because, well, I, okay, true, they're they're a little further on than San Diego and New York, but geez, so so there's a. There's the black and red suit, and there's a black stealth suit, um, and these suits look awesome. Um, the I, It's weird. Like, I'm looking at the stealth suit. So I wish I could get a better. I would love to get a better picture of this. I wonder if it'll let me. Because um, a black stealth suit almost looks like a...
2: Agent Venom.
0: Ah well, yeah. Uh, Let me let me see what they're what they're going what they're giving to me because yeah, Agent Venom.
2: It's a very almost has that look. Yeah, it's a very Agent Venom esque look.
0: But I do like this the stealth suit. Yes, yeah. I mean, I you know the thing is. I was, was kind of I was a little worried that it was gonna be just a rehash of of the black suit, and it's not. I no. um, and, and I like the black suit, don't get me wrong, but people people just go, you know, it's like if it wasn't the if it's not the black suit, they don't know anything else um, unless it was a uh, Iron Spider, you know. Right. But yeah, so yeah, these suits. So the 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 good people down at uh, San Diego. Got to see these suits on full display, um, and apparently Nick Fury is was uh, or Sam Jackson rather was spotted more than once on the set of Spider Man Far From Home. So now we're wondering if that means that we're going to see Nick Fury if if he's going to have a presence in the movie. Right?
1: You know it would be fun, but you remember
0: an Ultimate Spider
1: Man? Yes, he was working for Shield. He was. Wouldn't it be neat if? They followed that. Oh, dude. I would be, I would yeah. be all
2: for it. Well, you're, you're saying the ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah. That, what that? Spider-Man that, cartoon. That's just recently come out. Yeah, it's like he's, he's a agent in training.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, you know what? The new Tom Holland, the new red and blue. Is that red and blue? Is that red and black? Yeah. Now, I am
1: seeing some that are – it looks like the Agent Venom. Right. Uh, it's a red, black, and gray. Now, I am seeing one that looks a lot like his standard Spider-Man suit. Yeah. But instead of blue, it is black. And yeah. And I saw – I can't remember if it was on Reddit or, or where else on the internet, but uh, somebody pointed out – that in the original Spider-Man comics, uh-huh. you know, you, it, his, his, the blue parts were really dark, <laughs> yes. and they, were, they had blue highlights. They did. And we've always taken that to mean it's blue. Right. But back in the day, that was also a way of treating black. Right, so I mean, the argument can be made that Spider-Man's original outfit was
0: red and black. Right, I like it. I, I, I yeah, this yeah, because this right here, it looks like okay, it looks a lot like the original Spider-Man suit that we know and love, but um, the 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 lines are slightly different. Like the gloves, the gloved areas are yeah. are black. You know, yeah. they're black with the red highlights. Yeah. This this looks good. It does look I, good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I, I still prefer the the blue mm-hmm. instead of black. Mm-hmm. You know, the red, black. But the way the Agent Venom outfit, it makes it look good. Yeah. It really does. Because I, the red the red is more muted. It's a darker red. Mm-hmm. And it's just around the shoulders, chest, and head.
0: Right. Yes. Yes.
1: So it's more of an accent color. It's not a it's not a primary color of the suit. No, no. And I think it has m- more visual impact at that point.
0: It does. Yeah, I I agree. And I um, I I like that they're taking chances with the suits now. You know. Yeah. Like even even like even with Tony's suit, uh, the 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 suit that Tony gives him, yeah. um like okay there's a there's an obvious not to the original suit, but the lines are slightly different, and yeah that that's enough for it to be refreshing to me, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, to me, this suit looks like they may slowly be going in the direction of uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Even too. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it does remind me of Miles Morales quite a bit. Well, I know that uh, in the first – in, the, in the, uh, the Spider-Man game from for the PS2, um, one of the suits that you could get was the Alex Ross suit. And the Alex Ross suit – was red and black, and it was very similar to what you get with the Miles Morales suit. So, yeah,
2: very, very well could be that too. So, yeah,
1: you talk about taking chances with suits. I think uh, Marvel is starting to get boldened in taking chances with movies as well. Uh, we saw it, well, of course, we say that, but. They took a chance with Guardians of the Galaxy. They took a chance with Ant Man. They took a chance with Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think we can all say they turned out well. Yes. Well, it looks like if uh, if rumors are to be believed. They're taking another chance by going for the first, uh, the studio's first superhero franchise to feature an Asian lead character. Yes. Ooh. And that's because they are reportedly, uh, the article that I'm reading from comes from movieweb.com. Uh, Marvel Studios expanding their stable of characters and is reportedly fast tracking
2: a Shang-Chi movie adaptation. So, in other words,. He's gone. I'm still free. Take a chance on me.
0: That's pretty much what he said. Yes. Except no
1: ABBA references therein. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, according to a new report, uh, Dave Callaham, who is uh, Asian American himself, uh, has been tapped to write this movie. Uh, he recently co-wrote Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, he also has on his resume uh, the Amazon series, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, The Expendables, and 2014's Godzilla. Okay. Now, he's also done an early draft of Zombieland 2, and he is also working on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Oh. And Shang-Chi has, a, uh, has an interesting history. Uh, he was conceived back in late 1972 when Marvel wanted to acquire the rights to adapt the Kung Fu television program. You remember that with uh, – with uh, was it Richard Carradine or was it David, David. Carradine? David, David Carradine. Ron Carradine. I'm so sorry. But uh, it, here's the deal. They wanted to get those rights, but they were denied permission by the show's owner – Warner Communications, who also owned DC Comics. So, it's kind of like, nope, sorry, no Kung Fu for you. Mm-hmm. But So, what they did, uh, Marvel acquired the comic book rights to Dr. Fu Manchu. Now He's a pulp villain uh, written by a guy named Sax Romer. Uh, they developed Shang-Chi uh, as a previously unknown son of Fu Manchu. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was the original character himself, But many of Shang-Chi's supporting characters uh, were Romer creations, and his visual appearance early on was modeled after that of Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see that, and you know, a lot of later pictures, uh, you see Bruce Lee kind of has that look. He has that Bruce Lee look. Mm -hmm. Even in more recent adaptations, you can kind of see. Well, that guy looks like Bruce Lee. Yeah, and it only makes sense because you know Bruce Lee was the master of kung fu, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so um, yeah, he's not very well known. Uh, I remember, I remember him in a lot of team ups, Mm -hmm. and he has had his own series but uh yeah it's like he's been associated with teams like heroes for hire he has been in he has guest starred i guess crossed over with uh just about every marvel martial artist out there like white tiger iron fist daughters of the dragon Uh, Yeah, it's... Howard the Duck? He's also been uh, with the Secret Avengers and the main Avengers team, and I am not even acknowledging the Howard the Duck because, well, there you go.
2: Well, I I think they did do a crossover because of Howard being Master of Quack-Fu. I think there was a crossover there. I I don't remember. Now, uh,
1: this uh, MovieWeb.com article goes on to say... Uh, said that the script will work to modernize the character as to avoid any possible racist stereotypes that can come with the territory, which is totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, We had Wong, who was in Doctor Strange, and then again, we have to touch back on the the quote-unquote whitewashing issue that uh, the ancient one being a white woman in the movie version of Doctor Strange as opposed to being an, an ancient Asian guy.
2: Right. Um, see. Hopefully, I, I, was, I was just talking about this uh, with the lion dancers in in China at Epcot. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have had a problem if they kept the ancient one a woman and did the gender swap. It's yeah. having her come from the UK was the wrong choice. It should have been an Asian yeah. character or Asian actor. That's the yeah, only, I see the you. only casting I have disagreed with. I mean, when people got out, got up in arms over Danny Rand not being Asian. Uh, hello, s- stupid people! Right, know your books. That would have been right. inappropriate.
1: But so here's hoping. Here's hoping that Marvel listened. Yeah, and at least has a little bit more cultural sensitivity this go around. Yep,
0: I'm sure they. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, uh, with with Shang Chi being largely <laughs> unknown, uh, I, I, I think they they'll have the freedom the freedom to to. Make the necessary adjustments uh, and not make the fanboys too angry about it. Uh, I understand that a lot of the characters that were created in the 70s can be viewed as problematic to a certain degree, you no, know, based on modern day sensitivities. But right. that being said, that being said, um, I, Shang-Chi is long overdue for this. Yeah. So, you know. And I think he's a great character to translate. Because you you have the
1: the stere I don't want to say stereotypical the tried and true trope of O M G my dad is evil I must fight him yeah right I mean there's almost something Skywalker esque in that yes but I think this is a a genre that's that's been missing for the large part from the MCU. I mean, you have you have the technology, you have the espionage, you have the uh, the super spy gadgets, you have the the. Over the top, powered gods. You have, you, and with Doctor Strange coming in, you have magic. But um, the martial arts action movie, I, I, I think it's, I think it's tied. It's, it's a tap, it's an
0: untapped potential that they can really, go ahead and do. It really is because they missed the opportunity with Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah, they, they, they really missed the opportunity with Iron Fist. And I don't have the, I don't have an issue with particularly the
1: casting but no no but do your stunts i mean if iron fist is a martial artist mm-hmm. make sure your your actor can do martial
0: arts right i mean the 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 thing is since the matrix we we you know the the bar has been raised uh if you have if you have a martial artist uh character you know the then it needs the the actor needs to be believable right uh case uh, case in point um all right the movie taken for instance um you would be hard pressed to to not believe that Liam Neeson is, is not a trained martial artist. He's not, but he did the work, you know, he worked yeah. hard enough to look that way. Um, and, you know, by the same token, uh, if you were, if let's say like the movie, um, the, the the equalizer movies, mm-hmm. uh, Denzel Washington, um, he's doing his own fights and, you you know that you, you need that be- believability that the days of just a couple cool looking moves is no, is no longer enough those days are gone right you know? and some people will probably try to tell you that martial
1: arts movies it, they're out of style they they nope. can't be entertaining you know that they passed their zenith from back in the 70s And to which I just reply with two words, Jackie
0: Chan. Yep.
1: Jackie Chan. I mean, he he approaches it with a different with a different mindset because he said that he wants his characters to be the characters he plays to be more improvisational. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, they're not they are trained. They do know what they're doing. They are formidable, but they kind of make it up as they go along. Right. Very much a flying by the seat of one's pants. And and. Uh, my my favorite martial arts movie, I'm just going to say it, Shanghai Noon. That's a good one. Shanghai Noon is my favorite just because it, it it's just the way – it is entertaining.
2: My name is John
1: Wang. John Wang. That's a terrible cowboy name. <laughs> but it's just – it's not the typical martial arts movie storyline. No. No. And so I think I think it is possible to to do a martial arts movie for today's audience that it it doesn't feel like an early 70s Bruce Lee movie. Right. Exactly. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, with a Bruce Lee 70s movie. But you could make it more appealing to a a wider audience.
2: Yes. Right. One of my favorites was always They Call Me Bruce. <laughs> and there's a scene in the bar where the char- main character gets asked if he likes Susie, and he's thinking sushi. Yes. And so yeah. it's a great little. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess to continue on other news, and I think this is gonna wrap us up for uh for movies. It is confirmed Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, according to MovieWeb, uh, this is probably one of the worst kept secrets in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As several reports and even some set photos have sh- previously indicated this was happening, but no one confirmed it until now. Um, so apparently uh, when he officially joined Instagram and his very first post was clearly uh, a cleverly, a cleverly confirmed that he's going to suit up as the master of illusion Um for Spider-Man Far From Home, thus bringing uh, talk of the character to the big screen official going back to the old Tobey Maguire days. That if Sam Raimi was going to make his version of Spider-Man 4, we would have had Mysterio. Um he has also posted a rather brief and humorous video of himself reading Amazing Spider-Man 311. Not because he likes the band, but that's the issue number. Uh, with a very self-aware caption, I just realized I'm not playing Spider-Man. For those who know, uh Hall actually auditioned for the role of Peter Parker uh, in the very first Spider-Man movie. And it ultimately went to Peter Maguire. Uh, as for the video, there's more going on here than the actor having fun. Um, Spider-Man 311 not only features Mysterio as the villain, but it's also a particularly dark issue of the comic, as baddies lead Spidey to believe he is responsible for the violent death of an innocent civilian during a very staged illusion uh, involving a giant brick monster. So, could that potentially be where we're going? Who knows? Never know. But... You- we never know where the netflix shows are going either since they're not going to disney plus.
0: Uh no they're not. Um yeah, so yeah, so this is an article this is also an article from uh Screen Rant. Uh so report uh suggests that Marvel's uh the Marvel's canceled Netflix shows will not repeat, not be going over to Disney plus. Um and some people uh believe that this was the case, although we never said that here uh but here's an article that just uh pretty much confirms it um so as of right now the the shows that have been pulled are Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Daredevil um and uh there has not been any word of where they're gonna show up, although each statement says something along the lines of. The characters will continue to live on in other properties. Um, But yeah, so now Disney did just come out right out and say that um, these shows. uh, Oh, and and actually, this is a a direct quote. um, Said uh, this is from Alan Sippenwall, uh, who um, is a critic for Rolling Stone. Uh, He said. The execs have already said they don't want these shows on the Disney service, and even if they did, the nature of the contracts would make it virtually impossible. They're done. Uh, He went on to point out that there's a crucial difference between Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment. Uh, Behind-the-scenes drama led Disney to split those two subsidiaries apart back in 2015. The Disney Plus Marvel shows were all being made by Marvel Studios. Um... Who does not like or get along with the Marvel TV execs who made De- made Daredevil at all? So here's the thing: I refuse to believe that these shows that these shows that were all for the most part hugely popular are just going to disappear. Yeah. I refuse to believe that. I, I just can't see that happening.
2: Um, it might be I a year. It might be a year off, but I I don't. See Disney going, we don't want uh, R-rated shows. Okay, but I think this is going to, I think they're going to end up back, and I think they're going to end up being a very hard PG-13 show.
0: You think? I I see it going over to Hulu. I really do. I, 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 I see it going over to Hulu just so they would bring content over there.
2: Yeah, but I I could see it eventually coming back, and and again with the the lack of R, you could easily go defenders or not defenders, uh, heroes for hire with Jessica Jones, with Luke Cage, with Iron Fist, and and not do that hard almost R rating. And that's show.
0: true, and you could do you could do Darters of the Dragon the same way. Yeah, I think I think uh, Heroes for Hire
1: would be a great addition. And just just because they're not going over there doesn't mean that those particular shows aren't going over there
0: doesn't mean that the characters won't show up elsewhere. Exactly. So we might not be getting Daredevil, you know, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, but we might be getting Marvel Knights. We might be getting Heroes for Hire, uh, Daughters of the Dragon, Midnight Suns. You right. know, we might be getting those kinds of shows. Yeah, it be. And I think part of uh, part of part of my
1: optimism on this comes from Marvel's official statement on the subject of of, uh, Daredevil's cancellation. And, And I still hate using the word cancellation. Mm hmm. Because they buy these series a season at a time, right? So basically, when say, something says, "Oh, well, it's been canceled on Netflix," no, it's not been canceled. They're just not buying anymore,
2: right? It hasn't, it's, been, it hasn't been renewed,
1: right? Has not been renewed. That's not quite the same thing, right? I mean, granted, it probably leads to very similar. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, we have uh, you know we have the Daredevil season three. But we won't get a season four. Uh, Marvel has not revealed any specific plans for the character, and I'm reading off an article from ScreenRant.com right now. Right. Um, It says the company has made it clear that Matt Murdock has a future somewhere. Uh, Posted on the company's website – Quote, Marvel is extremely grateful to the huge audience that loved Marvel's Daredevil from the moment of young Matt's first act of heroism to the birth of Paige, Murdoch and Nelson. It has been an unbelievable journey. We are incredibly proud of the amazing showrunners and writers, starting with Drew Goddard and Stephen DeKnight, Marco Ramirez and Doug Petrie and Eric Olson. Charlie Cox, Deborah Ann Wolfe, Eldon Henson, Vincent D'Onofrio, and our cast who brought our characters to life with such excellence and every one of the fantastic crews in New York City. We look forward to more adventures with the man without fear in the future. Hmm. So Daredevil is not gone for good. I mean, that's that. I think we can safely take that away. Now, the question is. Where's he going to show up next? Would uh, would Disney want to reboot the character again? Which I hope not, because I think Charlize does a wonderful job with it. Right, right. Uh, you know, will it choose to pick up where it left off with Matt Karen, and Foggy, uh, beginning anew? Possibly. It's it's a very good question. I think I think
2: we could see a Defenders. I, I don't know if we see another Defenders since how poor it did the first time. True. But, but could, yeah. could we not could we not see maybe Murdoch show up and partake with Oh, fantastic four!
0: Mm, I think you 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 could definitely see him in another Punisher movie, uh, Punisher series. Yeah, I mean he could become a he
1: could become a, a recurring secondary character. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you see like Heroes for Hire show up. <laughs> yeah, true. I just. I, you know, a lot of people said that the third season of Daredevil was the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go out – you definitely go out on a high note there.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And and really, I think – I would say that pretty much all of the Marvel Netflix series, with the exception of Defenders, has gone out on a higher note than they started. I agree. Right. I agree. I mean, it, it, Iron Fist Season 2 was an improvement over Season 1. It really was you Luke Cage same thing Jessica Jones well i would say those are probably probably about equal mm-hmm. but i'll call it a win
2: yeah. now what what was marvel's official statement on the cancellation of Daredevil that's uh, what i just read sorry i was doing producer stuff <laughs> <It happens. laughs> please stay with the tour mike Hands inside the right at all times. Your head
1: Alejado de las Puertas. Oh wait, that's please stand clear of the doors. Never mind. Your your head can bounce
2: off as many objects as you want. So <laughs> sir Certuavos, por favor. Uh, I'm going to say, before we get to our picks of the week, this is breaking. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, has been announced for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, coming, really? F- coming from comicbook.com. Uh, it was revealed Thursday night at the Game Awards that Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, is going to be an exclusive game for Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's the third game in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series, and it's the first to be... Ex- exclusively released for a single platform. Uh, the trailer mm-hmm. shows uh, the game featuring predominantly Marvel characters such as Iron Man and members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, in this new game, players will fight for control of the Infinity Gauntlet and its stones that power the artifact. Players control Marvel characters and fight against Thanos and his team known as the Black Order. Uh, and will be featuring a totally original story consisting of dozens of Marvel superheroes, including the Avengers, X-Men, and for the first time in the series, History, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm.
1: That'll be interesting. I've I've enjoyed the first one. I never got the second one, uh, but I've heard good things about it,
2: Uh, but... New game features the same kind of action RPG gameplay that made the franchise such a hit a decade ago. Um, so apparently you could play up to four players and you could drop in for co op co op battles in a variety of ways. Um, so yeah, Jeffrey Keeley The producer and creator of the Game Awards also confirmed soon after the game's announcement that the developer of Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, would be Team Ninja. This developer is best known for the series like Ninja Gaiden, as well as Dead or Alive series, and developing the game with Nintendo serving as the publisher. So it's scheduled to come out in 2019.
1: I will tell you the one thing I enjoyed most about the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance, mm-hmm. the voices, yeah. yes. the voice talent. I mean, the voice talent, I, I, it's my understanding, they got a lot of unknowns, mm-hmm. right? but they did so well. Yes. yeah. I mean, you, you, Fury, Spidey, uh, Wolverine, yeah. they all did very well. I wasn't that big a fan of Captain America's. But Spider-Man – I think they nailed Spider-Man, particularly in the opening cinematic. Yeah. Cinematic, mm-hmm. excuse me. Yeah. Um, they pretty much nailed all those characters pretty well. They right. did. And, oh, my goodness, Deadpool. Oh, that would yes. amazing. Deadpool, uh, I think, was – that's – I really enjoyed that version of Deadpool.
2: Yeah. Also breaking, too, uh, it's been announced, George Clooney – Leonardo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey are all going to be getting together to work on a film. Clooney's coming out saying he's directing. DiCaprio is saying I'll produce, and Matthew McConaughey is quoted as saying I'll write. All right, all right. All right. <sighs> On that note, Eric, how about your first pick of the week?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, moving <laughs> relievedly on to the picks of the week. Know, so uh, my at some person-
2: point, I got get. We gotta figure out how we to get do- that your your Ted night drop for picks of the week.
1: I know, I know, I gotta work on that. <laughs> Meanwhile, preferably in another state. Um. <laughs> uh, My first pick of the week is the Fantastic Four wedding special number one by Gail Simone, Laura Braga, Carlos Pacheo, and Dan Slott. Come and celebrate the impending nuptials of The Thing and Alicia Masters with a ladies' night out, as only the first family of comics can do it. Guest-starring She-Hulk, Medusa, Crystal, and more, is the bachelorette party Alicia never expected, and one whose rivalry will be interrupted by the arrival of a surprise supervillain. And no, we don't mean Johnny Storm. Meanwhile, The Thing has an unexpected meeting with his future father-in-law, the Puppet Master, plus Hembeck. There's a name I hadn't heard in a while. The Fantastic Four Family Tree and more. RSVP at your local comic books retailer this December. And don't forget to kiss the bride. Or the girl. I'm not even going there. Uh,
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Oh, wait. Sorry. We can't talk about kiss the girl. No, we can't. Then let's not. All right. (laughs) Uh, Kylan, how about you
0: next? Uh, my first pick, uh, is Defenders Doctor Strange, number one, uh, brought to us by Gary Duggan, Greg Smallwood, and Ron Garney. The Best Defense, part three. In a desolate, barren landscape, the master of the mystic arts fights what may well prove to be his final battle, alone, unaided, friendless except what is in that bag that Stephen Strange is carrying with him?
2: Don't know. Don't, do Well, my first pick of the week is Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number three by she McGuire, Rosie Campy, and Bingle. Um, it's a Spider-Gwen, or Spider-Geddon tie-in. As Spider-Geddon rages on, when Stacy of Earth-65 comes face-to-face with one of her deadliest opponents yet. The Gwen Goblin presented oh, man. presented with yet another world that's lost to Gwen Stacy. Gwen sixty five cannot help but wonder if she's destined for doom, and what that might mean for her family. So. Oh, uh, mm. we are on to book two for each one of us. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> OK, my second pick of the week is Miles Morales Spider-Man number one by Saladin Ahmed, Javi Garon, and Brian Stelfreeze. Balancing his normal life, school, parents, etc., and superheroing has never been easy. But when the rhino and a cadre of mysterious criminals start plaguing Brooklyn, things take a dark turn. And Miles doesn't even know the half of it yet. Eisner Award winner Saladin Ahmed from Black Bolt and young gun Javier Garone from Ant-Man and the Wasp bring you the latest incarnation of the coolest character in the Marvel Universe. The opinion of the person who wrote the copy. Anyway.
2: Okay. Uh, Kylan, your second pick of the week.
0: My second pick of the week is... Defenders uh, Silver Surfer Number 1 uh, and This is by Jason Latour And Ron Garney The Best Defense Part 4 Shall not the judge Of all the Earths Do right Norton Rad Is not so certain But it falls to him Who is the Silver Surfer To decide Which the Which planets Will live And which will feed The unending hunger Of the world devouring Galactus A single honest person Can tip
2: the balance
0: if only the surfer can find one in time. And the train rolls on.
2: Okay. Well, my second pick of the week is by Ryan North, Derek Charm, and Erica Henderson. It is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 39. Last issue ended with Squirrel Girl and someone claiming to be Iron Man getting into a fight. Will this issue show you how that fight goes and who wins and why? The answer? Oh, yes. Ugh. <sighs> But with an Iron Man imposter on the scene, that means the real Tony Stark is missing. It's up to Squirrel Girl and her friends to find Tony before it's too late for him and the world. Unfortunately for Squirrel Girl, as this comic is within the superhero genre of sequential art, one relies on heavy stakes, narrative storytelling filled with twists and turns that result in the world never being the same. What she finds is not what she expects and the world will never be the same. All this plus, let's say, Underwater Adventure 2 awaits in this issue of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Um, and I just want to point out, sometimes we got to do this every now and then. Yes, we are reading the solicits for what's coming out, um, but if we have something that we can contribute to it, we kind of do. So uh, I guess you can bear with us on that. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, of course, we've had Ryan on the show Um, it's, they're, they're fun books and, um, and then led to Squirrel Girl being chosen as one of the characters for the Marvel rising series, which is awesome. Oh yeah. So Eric, your final pick.
1: My final pick, my first two picks were number one. So it only makes sense that after two number ones, I go to a number two. Uh, Star Wars Han Solo Imperial Cadet number two of five. Great By series. Robbie Thompson, Robbie Thompson, Leonard Kirk, and David Nakayama. Uh, the Hunter and the Hunted. After spending a night in the brig, Han Solo is given one last shot at flight school. Will Han be top gun or will he crash and burn? Oh, crash and burn if one of his top competitors gets his way. This mysterious rival is ripped from the pages of classic Star Wars comics. I'm hoping, Crimson Jack, I really am.
2: Well, also, too, this is supposed to be telling us the story of what happened to him at the Academy. That you know, we see him enter as an Imperial pilot, and then we see him as a mud trooper. Yeah. And next, this is supposed to help bridge that gap. So it's an in-between quote. It's it's a filler, yeah.
1: I prefer the term in between
2: cool, just so you know. All right. We will coin that here. We already have. Done. Mm-hmm. So, Kylan, your final pick of the week.
0: <laughs> oh, my final pick is Black Panther number seven, uh, brought to us by Tyna Heesey Coates. Jim Bartel and Daniel Akuna and Paula <laughs> Rivera. The next chapter of the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda starts here. The gathering of my name, the Maroons strike back. You watch them steal the Kran shard from the Empire. Now, at last, the rebels who are ready to show the Empire who they really are, he who put the blade where it belonged, retakes his rifle title, and the Black Panther is reborn.
2: Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is uh, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 27, by Cy Spirier, Emilio Le- Lazio, and Ashley Witter. Worst amongst e- Among Equals, Part 2. Rogue archaeologist Dr. Aphra has 10 hours to cross a hostile megacity before the bomb implanted in her throat blows up. No big deal, right? And even if they are, say, insane cops and bounty hunters on her tail, she's got a partner to help her. Unfortunately, that would be Triple Zero, the astonishing, astonishingly unpleasant murder droid who yearns to see her dead. So, uh, Eric, how about your MU pick for the week?
1: Well, um, those of you who have been listening to the show for, for long enough – uh, you know that when it comes time to my picks, I do enjoy doing first appearances that uh, tie into things that we have talked about earlier. And today is no exception. And uh, this Marvel Unlimited pick is uh, what's the name of it? It is Marvel's uh, special Marvel edition. Volume one, number 15 uh, It is the first appearance of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Okay. From December 1973, I'm sorry, I should have, My, my train of thought, <laughs> trying to throw derailed there for a second. Um, cover artists, Jim Starlin and Al Milgram, uh, written by Steve Englehart, penciled by Jim Starlin, inked by Al Milgram, colored by Steve Englehart, uh, lettered by Tom Orszakowski with Ray Thomas as the editor. He was also the, uh, or excuse me, Roy Thomas, he was
2: also the editor-in-chief. Well, that's cool. So, um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No. I'm going to say wait till our holiday show, the the show we yeah. put out the week week of Christmas. Yeah. We got a that's great. Be we got a great guest coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. Anything else? Nope. No. Nope, I'm good. I've nope. thought it out. Yep. Uh, Jarvis, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Just time to go dark. I'm sorry about that little show back there, but we thought it best to break it
1: to you slowly.